Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in today. If you want to contact me either with questions or comments, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, today we're looking at Leviticus chapters 18 through 20, and chapter 18 starts as usual through Leviticus, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say to them, I am the Lord your God. One thing to note about the book of Leviticus It is unlike any other book in that over and over and over again, we are hearing direct revelation from God. He is speaking the majority of this book to either Moses and or Moses and Aaron, and then Moses and Aaron are to be telling the people, God is directly telling his people the way to live and how to worship him and what holiness looks like. There is no need to guess what God expects. He tells us. Another thing that we have already seen in this book is that God expects us to mess up. And so he makes a way to reconcile the relationship. And that is through the sacrificial system. Here in chapter 18, God states in their relationship that I am your God. Just as a reminder, we must have our own relationship with God. It cannot just be the God of our fathers. Is God your God? God then tells his people that they are not to do the ways of Egypt where they came from. And they are not to do the ways of the land of Canaan, which is where they are going nor are they to follow the Canaanites' ordinances. They are to keep God's judgments and God's ordinances and to walk in his way. For I am the Lord your God. And because I am the Lord your God, you shall keep my statutes and my judgments, which if you do, You will live, for I am the Lord. The first area of obedience that God addresses is their sex life. In the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians 6.18, the Apostle Paul says to flee from sexual immorality because every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. The sexual sin is a different kind of sin. Also keep in mind the Genesis story of Adam and Eve, how God made them male and female and the two were to become one flesh. This union of marriage becomes a picture image of Christ and the church. And that is another reason why sexual sins play a huge part in the holiness of God's people. I would like to read from a book called The Anger Workbook. It's by Dr. Les Carter and Dr. Frank Minrith. 
This is one of the best descriptions of what happens when we step outside of the sexual boundaries which God has set. This paragraph is in chapter 6 and it's entitled Self-Inflicted Anger and it's found on page 99 and it goes like this. Our modern permissive world asks, what does moral purity have to do with emotions? Many assume that promiscuity or carousing is just plain fun, so why all the fuss? Moral purity is more than a code of acceptable and unacceptable behavior. Ultimately, morality is a reflection of our respect for others. It illustrates our belief in the dignity of human beings. For example, whenever a man or woman pursues someone with the intent of engaging in extramarital sex, some form of manipulation will be used. First impressions may create the appearance of care and friendliness, but because the behavior is void of a lasting commitment, it is, in truth, propelled by a what's-in-it-for-me mindset. Eventually, rejection is a certainty. Human dignity is overlooked. Conversely, maintaining purity and sexuality represents a commitment to respectfulness and consideration. Immorality gives people a sense of meaninglessness, which then begets the question, why am I so dissatisfied? Frustration slowly builds as the emptiness of immorality leaves people with a futile feeling. Again, that book is called The Anger Workbook. The truth is when we align ourselves to God's ways, we are healthier both inside and out. Now back to Leviticus chapter 18 and God's guidelines of sexual immorality and what they include. In verses 6 through 18, we see incest with close relatives or being with a mother and a daughter or being with two sisters. In verse 19, we have a woman during her period. In verse 20, we have adultery, especially with a neighbor's wife. In verse 21, this verse means offering your children as sacrifices, and it may also mean child sexual abuse as temple prostitutes. Molech was the god of the Amorites. It's interesting with this verse that they are also not to profane the name of the Lord, their God, for I am the Lord. Verse 22 says homosexuality is an abomination And in verse 23, bestiality is a perversion. And in the King James Version, it says that it is confusion. These actions are what is being done in the land which they are going, but God's people are to be different. God continues to say that because of these actions, the nations are defiled and the land is defiled. And God warns his people that if they do these things, even their souls will be cut off from among the people. They are not to defile themselves because I am the Lord your God. 
Chapter 19 starts the same way. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. We then see a review of many of the Ten Commandments, such as honor your mother and father, keep the Sabbath day, do not turn to idols or make any gods, and then other commandments are added, such as when offering a peace offering, it's offered of your own will and then to follow God's direction. And then when you take up the harvest, you'll leave some for the poor and the stranger. You won't steal. You don't lie or deal falsely with another. You don't swear by God's name falsely. You don't profane the name of God. You don't defraud your neighbor. You don't curse the deaf and put a stumbling block before the blind. But you shall fear your God. God sees all of these things and we need to have a healthy fear of the Lord God Almighty. It goes on. You will judge fairly, not with partiality, and you will not be a gossip or slanderer. You won't hate your brother. You may rebuke, but not to cause sin. You're not to avenge. You're not to bear grudge, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's verse 18. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is what Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. And this commandment, the one about loving people as you love yourself, is the second most important commandment in all of the Old Testament. And the first is to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. All of the laws throughout the whole Old Testament hang on these two laws, loving God and loving others. Then there are a few more specific laws given for when they enter their new land and then directions for the trespass offering and then other various laws, uh, one of which is tattoos. And in this chapter, 14 times, there is a version or a form of for I am the Lord your God. Ladies, our belief system affects every aspect of our lives. What you believe about God affects your dating life. What you believe about God affects your bills. What you believe about God affects what you watch on television, etc. In chapter 20, we see the penalties of the sins, many of which were listed. This chapter starts with, can you guess? Yep. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, again, thou shalt say to the children of Israel, at least this time we get the again, because that's what we're all thinking. Then verses two through six deal with those who follow after the ways of Molech and they will be cut off or they will be killed. Then verse 7 says, To sanctify yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. And then in verse 8 it says, And ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctifies you. Here we see, one, our responsibility, sanctify yourselves. And we see God's sovereignty. 
I am the Lord which sanctifies you. We work this thing out together. One penalty that surprised me was if someone cursed their parents, they should be put to death. We would not have any children in today's day. Many of the penalties that are listed are death. One penalty that I thought was very interesting was in verse 10 of chapter 20. Anyone caught in adultery, the adulterer and the adulteress shall be put to death. Yet, in the New Testament, in the book of John, chapter 8, the Jewish religious leaders only brought the woman that was caught in adultery. This was the story where Jesus said, He who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And then Jesus wrote on the ground with his finger. And one by one, starting with the oldest, they all left. Now that I am closer to that oldest category, it makes sense that they left first because they have lived longer and we have a longer list of sins that we can remember. Jesus then says to the woman, who condemns you? No one, sir. Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now keep in mind, Jesus, who is God, could have condemned her. He was perfect. He's the only one in that group that was without sin. And yet he does not condemn her. He says, go and sin no more. Now I grew up in church and as a teenager, my mind went all over the place. And I distinctly remember, and I must have been reading the King James Version then because it says, go and sin no more. And so I went and I asked my pastor, I still remember I was walking out of church a Sunday morning and he stood in the back and he would go to different sides and um, I made sure I went to the side where he was standing on so that I could ask this. And I said, pastor, how could she go and sin no more? Was she perfect after that? And then Pastor Jerry nodded his head as he did many times with me. And said, no, Julie, he meant go and leave that life of sin. Hmm. Oh. Ladies, is there a type of sin that we need to leave? Is God the Lord your God? If yes, then he has separated you from the ways of the world and you are called to be holy because he is holy. We are also called to be holy because we belong to him. So ladies, let's sanctify ourselves while God is in the process of sanctifying us. Thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, bye.